You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. And um, I, I don't mean to put you in the spot or embarrass you, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to call you out here and give you congratulations. Okay. Friends, Dave Davies was chosen by SEO Moz in a uh, you know, fairly unscientific but well-thought-out survey of the SEO industry. Our friend, my co-host, our friend Dave Davies... And his company, Beanstalk SEO, and I'm reading here off of um, SEOmoz.org's blog, how many SEO consultants actually know what they're talking about, in the name of the, name of the article, and I guess to, to, to preface this, a few months ago, SEOmoz sent out a, uh, well, basically, a, a, sort of like a request for a proposal, a request for advice, posing as a not-for-profit charity, and they sent it out to 70-some-odd different SEO shops, 28 of which responded. Of those 28, 50% or over 50% provided sound and ethical answers for the four questions that were asked. But when it came down to answering all the questions correctly and also getting as, as, as close to the correct answer as possible, five companies... Dragonfly Marketing, Beanstalk SEO, Market 248, IT Chair, and Stellar eMarketing were chosen as, you know, reputable companies who clearly know what they're talking about. But 
in a you know in a in a, in a contest like this, there's one winner. One is number one. And so apparently it was it was a neck and neck race, quoting directly from the SEO Ma's blog post. After a neck and neck race to the finish between our top five SEO agencies, we decided to select Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO as our case study winner of the of the PEPS site audit, the, the fake charity site audit. Dave's company, Beanstalk SEO, showed up as the second result in our quote unquote no location specified organic search. Even though they're based out of Victoria, British Columbia, on a general Google search, they came up second for the keywords that uh, SEO Miles was searching for. Second, in the SEO industry, in the world. And I, uh, as you know, having done it yourself, sir, that is no mean feat. David, congratulations. <laughs> Dude, you are the SEO of the year. Well done, sir. It, it, is, it is pretty awesome. I, I will make a note, actually, as it, as it turns out, PEPS exists. <laughs> oh, okay. um, and, and and they have actually uh, like and, which makes sense because in part of the questions they needed to send me somewhere, um, and, and good for them. They didn't just leave it as a test. Um, they're going no, and as it turns out, I don't know the exact relationship. Rand knows one of the people over there, one of the the sort of executives of this place, and so good on them. Uh, SEO Ma is doing something good for the community, and 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 they support this charity. So they're actually paying what I had quoted for this review so that it can be implemented by PEPS, um, you know, as, as part of, you know, sort of their, their work towards this charity. And, and so, you know, whoever did win, you know, to keep it all above board. So, you know, kudos, uh, kudos for them. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was quite an honor. Of course, it's, uh, it's great anytime you can get a, a pat on the back. But, uh, you know, you get it in a competition with such, uh, you know, a bunch of people I respect so much. Well, and also uh, that's, getting that's it from guy. people we all respect so much too, eh? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. That's it. So, yeah, it was it was quite an honor. And I mean, the the interesting thing is, all I had done in that is provide information. And it, it was funny. At one point, one of the questions was about panda um, and penguin and and its impact. I ended up the answer I gave was fairly short because the questionnaire came in right after you and I had spent an entire show talking about it. So I sent a <laughs> link to our show going. I can't do this justice in a quick, like in an email, <laughs> but here's a whole show with two SEOs talking about this oh my um, and what it means. So, um, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was beautiful timing there too. So. So, so, so as I understand it, you owe me a drink. I, I owe you a drink. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, okay. I'm sure I can get you more than one. <laughs> oh, well, of course, as the SEO of the year, you could afford it. Yeah. <laughs> Again, okay, Dave, I, I, I do mean to take the mickey out of you just because it's fun and you're my friend and I love doing it, but i got to tell you, brother, you deserve it. You've worked your ass off to get where you are, to learn what you've learned, to apply your knowledge, and uh, on, uh, I guess on behalf of everyone else at Webmaster Radio and also over here at Digital Always Media, brother, congratulations. Well done. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. So speaking of well done, um, we're going to... From now until some undetermined time in the future, we're going to have to say Yahoo without giggling. I know. It's crazy. I don't know what to do about that. <laughs> I'm, you know what? I'm just going to go with it and pretend it's normal because um, I'm not sure how else to act. But Yahoo is getting back into the search biz. It looks like Ms. Mayer 
is putting her Stiletto stamp on Yahoo and making it stick. Um, she announced the hiring of a new chief financial officer, and she outlined a plan for Yahoo moving forward. And to see clarity, and again, a refocus on search. Now, again, I want to preface anything I'm going to say with, we'll see what the future holds. This might work, this might not work. Today, she looks brilliant. Tomorrow, it may be a dog of a play. But as I get it, and then Dave, I'd be really curious to know what you, what you think of these plans. As I understand it, um, one, Marissa Mayer wants to focus on one of Yahoo's core competencies, search. How that's going to work, given the deal made with Microsoft, that's, that's, that's hard to figure out. We do know Yahoo is flush with a few more billion dollars after uh, their deal with... Um, with Alibaba last week, which we reported on last week. So we do know Yahoo has cash flow right now. But she wants to refocus on search again. Mm -hmm. She also was looking at, over and over again, we've said, and totally true, Yahoo remains the world's largest content engine. There is more Yahoo-branded content out there then, you know, and I know Simon and, and, and friends over at AOL are trying to give Yahoo a run for their money there, but um, Yahoo is still the world's largest content network. But different parts of that content network get a lot more traffic than other parts. Um, if you're advertising on Yahoo Finance, you're seeing a heck of a lot of traffic. Well, if you're advertising, say, on Yahoo Real Estate or... Um, maybe even Yahoo Shopping, you're not seeing as much traffic as you are at, like, Yahoo Sports, Yahoo News, Yahoo Finance. So it's, you know, it seems to strike Marissa Mayer that advertising at Yahoo Finance should be worth more than advertising at some of the less trafficked properties. So she's announced that in her bid to double display advertising revenues... They are going to hike the prices in some areas while lowering the prices in less trafficked areas. You know, cost per impression or cost yep. per uh, yeah, cost on, on cost per impression for uh, for display advertising. And the last thing that she announced was, and this is sorry, Yahoo is going to lead to further layoffs, but Yahoo is still overburdened with too many divisions. So. There may well be another round of consolidation um, in the very of the various divisions, which probably means layoffs. And I don't, I don't, I haven't seen that word in reporting around Yahoo um, yesterday or today. Um, I just assume it has to be present. Um, although, if they do refocus on search, a layoff from one place might actually mean a lateral transfer to another. So that's Yahoo's three-point plan to rebuild, focusing on search. Really, dude. I I think it's brilliant. I mean, I, I, I and I'm shocked. Like, if you if you flashed me back three months, um, I would be guessing we'd be talking more about the dissolution of <laughs> or something. <laughs> <really>. <laughs> right? I mean, but but to actually be really 
talking about them, and, and you're right that it's it's interesting not to be chuckling as we mentioned the name Yahoo, um, and to be talking about them right now and and looking at this plan and going, that's neither of us is shocked. She's a brilliant woman. Um, that's exactly what they should be doing. Um, and I mean, some of the moves would I have predicted? No, no, I wouldn't pr have predicted the like let's move around um, rates and and this and that, but. It makes perfect sense. You think about it, and you go, "Yes." And I mean, the the, the idea she's pushing to that, as she's called it, a lot of shareholders uh, may not necessarily be uber excited about. But I get why she's doing it anyway. And I think it actually makes Alibaba make a lot more sense. Or it's like, okay, make them happy over there. Now you can make them unhappy a little bit, right? Like I do know you're there. I do love my shareholders. Now here's a smack in the face, right? <laughs> but a necessary one is removing a lot of the display advertising from some of the areas and things like that to to actually care. It's here's a crazy thing about the user, <laughs> and 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 start to build up that uh, that brand loyalty. You bring up a really really interesting um, point, though, and I'm not sure how they're going to work around this. Is how do you focus on search when Bing runs your search? <laughs> I mean, that's that is kind of a problem. Um, one thing, one thing I know none of us none of us analyzed because we didn't think it relevant a year ago. There has got to be a get-out clause. In any business contract, there is a what happens when we dissolve the contract clause, right? Yeah. Do you remember talking about that in relation to Yahoo and Microsoft? I don't remember talking about that. No. You know why? Because we didn't think we'd ever talk about it. That's why. No, this is just that thing Yahoo did to try and keep eight people on. <laughs> like, you know, ten years from now, kind of thing. Um, but no, no, they're they're looking to be a real a real player. Now, what I haven't heard from them, I'm sure it's on the go, but I haven't heard from them is some real push into uh, into algorithm development. Right? They, they've lost ground now. So, well, you know, and and so on your trade one to one, that may be where it comes in. Yep, we've lost. And hey, I think Marissa just might know where to pick up a few people who know a thing or two about writing good algorithms. Um, I'll tell you this, if she's talking about coming back as uh, you know, refocusing on search, mm -hmm. she's already picked them up. Oh, yeah, and then we'll see a at Yahoo appear on <laughs> a Google Plus from a variety of different staff over, uh, over the coming months. But uh, You know how much fun they will have doing that? <laughs> Seriously, there will be... They'll be, you know, the people at Yahoo will start giggling every time they say Yahoo. <laughs> I mean, uh, there was a time when we just didn't know what to say because there was nothing left to say about them. And so what we did was giggle instead. Oh, yeah, because there'd be some news and we felt obligated to talk about it. No, I think this is brilliant. I think it puts Yahoo back on the radar. Uh, definitely. This is like weeks in a row we've been talking about them, right? Um, Indeed. It puts them well entrenched back on the radar. Uh, now, uh, there's still a lot of work to be done. I mean, how do you... You can do a lot of brilliant technical moves. You can do a lot of brilliant, um, you know, advertising moves to make sure advertisers are happy. But at the core, what you need is users. They have lots of them, but they don't have enough. Oh, uh, and there's not only users. It's monetizing the... Um, actions of the users, you know? Yeah. Google, Google's got that down. They give you a little, little teeny ads that you just want to click on. Yeah. Oh, and it's, it's brilliant. Um, and I'm sure, I mean, you, you, you know they're going to follow, I mean, they are following that model, but um, push further into it. And, and, and I think that's a lot of the cleaning up that, uh, that was mentioned about this, um, or about her pushing forward about cleaning up the ad space and stuff, is doing what Google's done, is make it 
a more consolidated um you know kind of kind of situation when you visit their pages a little less disjointed make sure there's more relevancy going on there and stuff like that um, no. so it makes a lot of sense i i'm i'm a really big fan it, it's exciting for me i'm sure it's exciting for you because i really enjoyed the days back when you and i would stand out on the deck at step forth right and, and talk about engines yeah re- multiple and like and you do this for this and you do that for that and okay how do you work them all together right how do you cover this for this one and that for that blending and, and this and that and it's nice to see uh, yahoo makes moves for now we're still dealing with two algorithms but um it's nice to know that they're pushing forward and even if they kept the bing algorithm um and even if that you know that was thing if they can gain more market share and we've talked before i am confident that bing can gain some more market share especially with the the way they're pushing into social the way they use Facebook integration, if those two can each independently start to acquire larger and larger market share based on what kind of users, they each offer a different thing. So, you know, I would be more prone to go to Bing. Why? Because I like that social integration. I love it. I think it's great. Um, So I'd be more prone to go there. Um, You may be more prone or, you know, my dad, who's you know a lawyer, might be more prone to Yahoo and the Yahoo Finance sort of side of things. So he might, but if they can acquire more and more market share, I think it's a very very exciting time coming up. Unless you work at Google. <laughs> well, indeed. Now, the one thing um, I did not hear around Yahoo's plans, I'm assuming it has to be in there, but you know we can't assume anything. We have to go with with what we hear. I did not hear the word mobile. You know, I oh. don't know what they're thinking in the in the mobile space. They, I mean, they got to be thinking about it, yeah. But what do we know, eh? Yeah, she really hasn't said much, um, and it may maybe one of those cases where it's an oversight because you're thinking of it as a global, right? Where it's sure. like, sure. of course we are, and once we figure out which properties we're focusing on, they all should be perfectly mobile, and we should be able to monetize to what Facebook can't monetize it. Yeah, nope. uh, um, one know, last thing. One yep. last thing in this story I kind of want to explore is the second part, the display advertising. And this is, this is for folks, you know, who are working through the, the um, Yahoo Exchange um, and, and, and uh, through, uh, I just spaced the name of Yahoo's internal uh, display company. Right on the tip of my tongue. But at any rate, they've, she basically told advertisers, if you're advertising in our high market properties, our high traffic properties, your rates are going to increase. Subsequently, if you're in the lower market, lower traffic areas, your rates are likely to decrease slightly. Now, if I'm advertising in the... I, I'm a business guy. I'm advertising in the higher... I've just been told that my rates are going to double or double or triple or get higher somehow. I'm thinking, it's Yahoo. Like, why am I here? What's in it for me? So... The question is, is there something Yahoo has to give in order to raise rates? Um, in my eyes, uh, and this is, you know, just, we don't really, we'll see how this works out, because advertisers get to decide where they're spending their dollar, and that's what's going to decide it. Um, in my eyes, not really. I mean, they have some properties that are like Yahoo Finance, right, that is just head and shoulders above most of the competition, if not all, in what it does. Um, and so, yeah, to advertise there, this is where people go. I mean, this is, is my go-to. Um, and I've used many, many services to find out different things, you know, especially during the Facebook thing, right? I was testing all sorts of things to see where I could embed and how things would look and this and that and the other thing. It all came back. The one I chose, Yahoo Finance. Why? Because it's great. It 
does exactly what it's supposed to do. Um, so I, I don't really think they're, they're going to have to do too much there. I don't think advertisers will abandon them because they don't have a choice. And to me, I think it's a really good move. When I first read it, I'm like, but it is already done for them, right, by number of clicks. It, you know, why do they have to say we're going to charge more over here and charge less over here? You're already being charged more or less because your clicks, you're getting more or less clicks. And, oh, and these yeah, but should those clicks be worth more per click? I, you know, and at the end of the day, I'm thinking they do, and and here's why, um, because a big part of the cost is, of course, the cost of the click. But if I can get a lot of clicks on, say, Yahoo Finance, my management cost is far lower per click, right? And we do. I, I charge for managing pay per click, right? You charge for me. We all do. So there's a, a there's a per click cost just to have a person do it, and and the management cost is higher the less clicks you get. Right, if you're charging five hundred bucks a month for maintenance, and the guy's getting one click, that's you're paying five hundred bucks for that yeah. click. Um, so, in that context, yeah, in the higher traffic areas, you can charge a little more because the management of those areas is far less, um, and the value of those clicks is far higher because the reason that they are so popular is because this is where Yahoo is excelling, and I have a feeling they're going to be slowly bleeding off these other areas anyway um, over the over the not too distant future. So. Um, it, it, I think it's not, neither here nor there at the end of the day. Yeah, now around Yahoo, you can't bet on stuff like that. But yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. They will be bleeding off these areas. It, 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 she's, she said that she wants to consolidate the, the, the various divisions. Because, yeah. again, there's too many fiefdoms. Um, it'll be interesting. That's the one thing we know for sure. Whatever's going to happen with Yahoo over the next uh, three, six, nine months, it's going to be really interesting. Yeah, we got to take a break. It's uh, twenty-one minutes out, or sorry, it's twenty-three minutes after the hour. Um, so, friends, you're listening to Web College here on Webmaster Radio FM. It is the twenty-seventh of September, twenty-twelve. Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies, number one SEO in the world this year from <laughs> Beanstalk SEO. Uh, stick around. We got some messages. We'll be we'll be back for the next two segments after these commercials. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I signed us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. How far do your ads reach? You don't have to fly around the world for the right consumers and clients to find your business. What you need is profit through performance. Location 3 Media. 
helps you to increase your brand's findability and performance. Let Location 3 Media help you create efficient and effective online marketing campaigns that fit your needs and get you results. We know every click starts a journey. Where will your brand be on the path? Visit Location3Media.com. WebmasterRadio.fm. Get addicted. Get ahead. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're the host, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm for the 27th of September, 2012. And I am sitting corrected as uh, we were in commercial break. A link was sent to me. Uh, an article by um, Miranda Miller in Search Engine Watch where um, mobile apps. There's an article in Business Insider where uh, Yahoo is talking about the development of mobile apps. So uh, my apologies for misreporting that. I just wanted to get that in pretty quickly. Um, if you had a number of fake avatars on Facebook, you mightn't have seen this link to the Search Engine Watch article, or at least to pretty much anything. Because if you were a fake profile or using fake profiles at Facebook, um, well, if, 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 if you got avatars out there, friends, and you haven't checked them today, you might want to because Facebook went on a pretty massive purge yesterday. And um, it says it got rid of about 1% of all profiles and it called out the fakes. Awesome. Interesting, there's an interesting piece at Search Engine Journal uh, written by Ms. Stell Simpson-Ross. Um, Hashtag Facebook fakes. <laughs> uh, did you lose your? Did you lose fans? Um, in which she says she suggests. Um, trying to find the exact right number here. In which she suggests that um, tens of thousands of profiles just vanished as Facebook called the fakes. That's pretty neat. I think it's great. And of course, you know what? I bet like a lot of people, I immediately went to like check out how many, like, did any of my likes go away <laughs> on, um, you know, on our like corporate uh, page and stuff like that. Oh, out of curiosity. Blog. Out of curiosity. Hey, did, were any of those cult? No. Okay. So we're okay. I mean, if, or if so, one or two, like not a, like a negligible. So that's good. But hey, something to, something for people to look at, especially if you have, and I'm not saying to ever do this, people, um, but if you have ever purchased, um, likes or something like that. Yeah, you might just want to pop in there and see what just happened to your account. Um, because I have a feeling a lot of those were those accounts. <laughs> well, you know, Facebook is weird. Um, you think about it. Likes or people fanning your page. In many ways, that's a, that's a weird and false measure of the success of your endeavors advertising in Facebook because... It's not it, – it, for some reason, Facebook likes and measuring success by Facebook likes somehow reminds me of the olden days when uh, clients would ask how many hits their website got. Because <laughs> the number doesn't say anything. And in, as a matter of fact, it may well be a false measurement. The important thing is I don't care if anybody likes my client or not. I could care less if they like my client except for the distrib dist distributive power of that like. What I care – is my effort is driving traffic to my clients' pages. I want to sell something on behalf of somebody who's giving me their hard-earned money. 
You know, I want to help them make their conversion using social media and using X number of likes as a success metric. I think, again, that's kind of like quoting the number of hits a website got. It's true. I mean, there are, you know what, like like page rank, I think, where, you know, it, it's not, you know, a, a, I'm referring to the visual toolbar page rank here. It's not a great metric, but if you see something outstanding, you know it to be true, right? I don't say, hey, and your page rank is this, so you're untouchable. But if I look at a site and I can get a link on a site and it's got a page rank of nine, I, I know the metric isn't perfect, but I know that's a good site, right? And, and so I think, you know, in, in extreme cases, you could kind of look at a like like that. Like I know um, one of the local barbers here put out just an image, and I follow them because they're, they're my barber and, and, they're, and they're fun. Um, so I was, I was following them and noticed, and one of their images, they just posted it. It went viral, and all of a sudden, this thing had over 100,000 likes. Okay, in an extreme measure, you can go, yes, this worked. Right, like this. But uh, to your end, you're right. The end goal is, did it result in conversions? Um, you know, I, I think in that case, it's like, okay, this shows us that doing that works socially. So, okay, we need to do more of that. So, more a metric of this doesn't actually help our business per se, but hey, we know that when we do this, we get a lot of attention. So, if we ever need a lot of attention, let's do this again, right? To, to that sort of angle. It, it's an interesting example you draw because that's it's a barbershop. I'm guessing it's the one on Fort Street with the red and white uh, barbershop pole out front. It, yeah. It's not. It's a, it's a new one, actually, that, that's come around since then. It's called Victory. It, it's more basement. So I guess it worked again because now they got mentioned on the radio. Um, okay. <laughs> the, the, the point is it's a regional business that yes. caters to a city of, um, what, 120,000 people. Uh, I'm sorry, 320,000 people in the greater Victoria region. Um, so Facebook has, what, just shy of a billion users? Yeah. Um, for a business that caters to an area that's probably really 70, 80,000 people. Right, realistically. So, and that's where it doesn't work as a, you know, I think this is what you were getting at. Most of these people aren't their target demographic. Right? I mean, that's, and that's just that. They, this is a shop that caters to a very, very small well, a local market that is, but at the same time, you could use it and go, was doing this socially a success? Um, and, and, and chalk that down. And the thing was, is it cost them, it was, they, they just posted an image of something else they were already doing anyway, right? Mm-hmm. So it just became a, okay, well, as an add-on, um, we got a bunch of likes, play your odds, some of those are going to get in front of your target market. You know, just playing playing your odds. And many of them were from their own clientele. Um, and that's, I think, where these sorts of things do work because some of the first people to like were people like me, right? People who already follow them. Well, then I liked this. Then it shows up as I liked this. Then people, I know a lot of people in Victoria. Most of them I don't. But, but I, so, it, it, you know, they will get in front of some of their market. But you're right. It, it's not, it's definitely not a perfect metric. I think if we're looking at it as a social signal, um, which is, I think, where we're, we're kind of talking. I think more the, the interaction. I mean, I mean, Clout's figured this out, and they're not a perfect metric by any means. But this idea of it's not your like. It's are you communicating? Are you communicating publicly? Are you responding, and are people responding to you? More your interaction on your social media than did I get a like on my page. Indeed. Now, there are two, there are two things in this action that you took. The conversion you made by clicking like, and that is a minor conversion point, certainly. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, although, again, it's, it's certainly not the end-all, be-all conversion point. Two things happened for sure, though. One, which is absolutely immeasurable, is the sense of the, the furthering of the sense of loyalty you have to this company. You said it earlier. This is your barber. You, you, yeah. you, you use the word, a possessive term. This is mine. I'm loyal to them. The other thing is, as you, as you said, you know a lot of folks in Victoria. Um, you're, you're a well-known business guy in Victoria. So the distributive power of that like within that small geographic area, see, it doesn't matter if I know you like them or not. I'm probably going to be in Victoria again soon, and I'll be visiting you when I'm there, but I'm probably not going to get a haircut while I'm in Victoria. I have, I have other stuff to do. Um, and besides, I'm almost bald. Um, um, but the X number of hundreds of friends you have in Victoria, um, assumably 49.3% of whom are male, um, they'll, they'll, they'll see that this is where you get your haircut, that you like these guys. And not only that you like these guys, but these guys are actually kind of funny and creative. Yeah. So it does have that power, and that's what I want to know how to measure is that's what gets the difficult. power of Dave's like in that area. That's what I want to know how to measure. You're right, because most of my influence goes outside of the area, but I do, just by necessity, because I know people in the city, I do have an influence in the city, although probably 90-plus percent of my friends are, are outside, but... Um, you know, here are another, you know, 40, 50 people that I will have access to. And it's not just me. There are other people, um, you know, the first set that got this like or the first set that liked this will have been from um, the city of Victoria. People who attended where they were, saw the picture first, saw it posted on their Facebook wall. These were all people that were already friends with them, already liked them, already knew about them for the most part. So, um, yeah, not just my own personal influence, but of course, you know, the, the influence of, they have hundreds of followers already. Everybody who gets their haircut there pretty much follows them. Um, and it is a weird loyalty with this, with this barber. You're right. It is a possessive and, and, and they do have a, a strong brand loyalty. They've done a great job with that because there's nothing like them. Um, so they they actually do the old uh, Al Capone shave, right? <laughs> it's great. Um, You're kidding me. Straight razor shave. Straight razor shave. <laughs> um, so yeah, the only place you can get that, right? So you want to you know get fancied up? Yeah, go there, go there. Um, and I will say don't, it is superior. <laughs> don't surprise these guys. Whatever you do, don't you know anybody going to victory in Victoria? Seriously, no sudden movements. <laughs> um. But we started, we started talking about this when, uh, you know, noting the fake Facebook profile cull. Yeah. And uh, I, I do a lot of work in the social media, but honestly, um, I actually run a company that has people doing a lot of work in the social media. And the truth is, I don't get my fingers in there nearly to the depth that, um, you know, our, our, our employees or our contractors do. Um, but noting that, um, Facebook did this call of, of fake profiles brings me back to the black hat SEO days, you know, ruminating and thinking about how an environment, a marketing environment is created 
And naturally, people will go in and try to exploit that environment. And in some cases, you know, step over either written or unwritten lines of propriety, thus causing a backlash of sorts, causing, in this case, Facebook to react. And I'm wondering if this is going to be going to move Facebook to start taking the kind of stances Google did by getting actually very tough on marketers using their service. What, what do you think, Dave? I think they will. Um, and I, for one, and of course, you and I are biased, right? Because we actually have gone through this culling before. We were there when Google was doing it. We were there. Um, and, and so we're because we've been there, well, we're survivors and we would never do it. Right, you know how this story ends, <laughs> so yeah, you'll never employ it. So, so basically, it's a case of if there are some advantages now that I can't take because they're unethical, the faster those holes can be plugged, the happier I am. Because until then, you're forcing the ethical people to operate at a disadvantage. <laughs> There's a lot of people who, and, and we see this in our, in our clients, and we also see this in um, often in in newer SEOs who. While their hearts are definitely in the right place and they, they don't want to be cheating the system, they're operating in the gray area because for one reason or another, that's how they learn to operate. And again, it's, it may or may not be an intentional thing. You know, you, you've, I know for a fact, you've spoken with those earnest young SEOs who are doing gray area stuff, thinking it's totally clean, but you know, it's not really the right thing to be doing. They don't mean to. You know, I've sat and it just folded, you know, and I'll call it wide in the open. I've stood up at the black hat, white hat panels um, and, and launched back to my affiliate days and gone, I was one of those people. <laughs> like, I don't even blame them. You don't know. As far as you know, here's the rules and you need to just, I need to win. Right. And, 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 and then you go. You, you kind of glanced over the guidelines because somebody told you to once. <laughs> but, um, you know, I mean, you mature and you learn the right way of doing things and you learn, hey, it sticks around. And so it's actually easier to just do it right. And then it stays around than do it over and over again. Um, but but I mean, you know, so it, it is unfortunate when you see that. And that's where it is. I mean, that's where, you know, and I'm at a convention right now. That's where these things are, are so great. And, and, and um, you know, publications like, um, you know, Search Engine Watch, Search Engine Journal, both of which we've mentioned today, listening to Webmaster. Like basically for the people just coming in, hey, here's where you can talk to fairly open seasoned veterans who've been through these things before. Um, it may be in different applications. It was links, not likes. But at the same time, we know how the story ends because they're being manipulated the same way. Um, and, and so, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. And on that note, my man, I got to tell you, I know that Simon Heseltine is in your room right now listening to every word you say. And I got I to gotta remind you, he talks to Google directly, you know, so be careful. Be careful there. <laughs> Anyway, on that, we got to take a break. It's uh, 20 minutes to the hour. we got to go into our final break before going into our third segment here on Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Stick around, friends. we got some more fun coming up in, a, well, about two minutes. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. 
Are you losing money because of a poorly designed website? Frustrated by low conversion rates on your online campaigns? Then come to Conversion Conference East 2012. Brasco here for WebmasterRadio.fm inviting you to Conversion Conference East 2012, October 9th and 10th in my backyard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Learn strategies used by the world's top conversion, usability, and testing experts to turn more clicks into customers. Immerse yourself in two days of interactive learning from 33 breakout sessions and three incredible keynotes from landing page optimization guru Tim Ash, conversion scientist Brian Massey, and the brain lady Susan Weinshank. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 10% discount on your pass. When you register online at conversionconference.com with the promo code WMFM. Don't be left out. Join us at Conversion Conference East 2012, October 9th through 10th in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Go to conversionconference.com or click on the Conversion Conference logo on the webmasterradio.fm website now. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of Internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. How much time do you spend on SEO research and competitor analysis? What if we told you that there was an easier, faster way? Searchmetrics SEO software propels you to top positions on search engines around the world with our unique global search, social, and competitive data in over 60 countries. Gain a competitive advantage today with SearchMetrics.com. That's SearchMetrics.com. Radio's Virtual Autobahn. WebmasterRadio.fm. Moving at the speed of light. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here at WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the uh, 27th of September. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And it's more or less Google's 14th birthday today. Neat, eh? 14. Happy birthday. I know. They're just kids. <laughs> very, very rich kids. <laughs> yeah, their voice is changing, too. You can hear it as they go along. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> well played, uh, yeah, sir. Uh, Google, it's, 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 it's really hard to believe that Google which is such an institution, such a, such a critical part of all of our lives in one way or another. Even if you think you don't use them, you probably do. Mm-hmm. It's only 14 years old. It's changed the entire world, the way we find and process information. And it's only 14 years old. I've had a hard time fathoming that. It's true. I mean, it's uh, they have done, and you know, we we rag on Google often, 
uh, you know, uh, privately, uh, you know, in a pre-show or, or, or just in, you know, in, in chats or, or sort of publicly when they make missteps. And you know what? That's our job is to call them out and, and, Certainly. and hold them to task. But, um, you know, you, you look at what um, this entity has accomplished and one can argue, hey, that's a lot of power for, for one company to have. Um, but you're right. They've changed the entire way we access information. There was nothing like them. I remember in, uh, I think it was 96... Um, was the first time I sat down to really use a search engine. Um, mm. Sitting at a university, looking stuff up, it was Yahoo. I didn't know any better. That was the default one. And I was so frustrated and miserable mm. that I, I just gave up and went to the library. <laughs> it was just like, this sucks. Oh, 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 egad, you gave up and went to the library. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I oh know. Um, but now, I mean, and you look though at what what Google's accomplished. Like I watch, say, my kids, um, you know, doing a paper or something, and the speed that they can access this information, or us. And I mean, it has its pros and cons. I get impatient after about five seconds of not knowing something, and I haven't had a fun discussion in a bar, you know, debating some point uh, for an hour that was kind of irrelevant. But you know, we we had those debates, you know, go back a decade maybe a little more, because I didn't have a portable computer in my, in my pocket called a phone and accessing Google to look everything up. So it has its pros and cons, but the, yeah, they, they, they've definitely changed the entire way. And the expe- not just the way we search, but the expectations we have on other people. Like you look at, say, any, any website. I was going to list off like Facebook or something, but no, it's not even that. It's any website. Google's got it down to where you need me to like you in three seconds or I'm gone. I mean, that didn't exist before. You had patience because the Internet was slower back then as well. But, um, you know, you had to it was harder to find the information. So you looked all through a site to see if it actually had what you were looking for. Now, you got three, four seconds and it's like, yeah, I haven't found what I wanted. Click next result and, and off you go. So yeah, they've definitely um, really, really changed. And, and part of that is because they've come up with a, such a, a spectacular algorithm. Um, you know, we can debate specific points of it. But let's look at it as a, you know, a search engine. It's a hard thing to build, right? And they've done a fantastic job at the, at the end of the day. Their, their algorithm, you know, I can debate points of it or whether this is fair or not, but it's a good algorithm. Um, Dave, I, I, I think you just actually came up with the new, agri- new advertising tagline for Google. <laughs> Google, preventing black guys in bar fights since 1999. <laughs> um. I want to, you know, it's also, it's also, one of the things Google did, and they didn't actually do it first, but they did do it best, was the concept of integrating all these different uh, life service areas, email, search, uh, calendar, the Google suite, the, the, the Google suite, S-U-I-T-E universe, um, that, by the way, any writer out there, grab that headline now. It's yours until I use it myself. Google, the Google Suite universe. Um, they made it elegant before anybody I could, anyone else I could think of made a convergence of all of these, you know, service lines. Like, like think about. I don't mean to rip on Yahoo after complimenting Yahoo earlier, but <laughs> do you remember back in the day, Yahoo? did not integrate news, search, uh, Yahoo Mail, and other lifestyle-esque products into a pretty little package like Google has um, nearly as eloquently. 
So Google sort of set the template for other companies to follow. Yeah. yeah. And I think in, in that way, they've had a great influence on the philosophy of how these bundled services are now offered. It's true, and they've changed a lot the way I view in, in, the, in the real world, in the online world, the way I view advertising. Like, even just this, this little, uh, you know, small segment of the world around me, um, and, and, you know, in the online world around me, um, the way ads are being displayed have been changed. Even just look at how Facebook displays their ads, right? It's, it's, it's being changed dramatically. Um, and, and being copied and being duplicated. Why? Because it's good. This, this sort of non-intrusive but easily accessible. Um, and, and I can hear people already debating whether it's non-intrusive. But <laughs> let's sure. call it that for now. Um, non-intrusive, but you know, readily available. My eye is going to hit it, but I don't have to read it if I don't want to. Uh, um, sort By of the way, uh, just, to just just to note this, we're such whiny little complainers. I mean, good God, you remember how intrusive advertising used to be? Oh, yeah. There you were watching a perfectly good TV show like Gilligan's Island or something, and then suddenly you see Mr. Clean, and he won't go away, and he's invaded your kitchen, and he's, like, hugging your mum and stuff. And that's just disturbing. And all I wanted to do was, like, you know, hang out with Ginger and Marianne, and I got Mr. Clean in the kitchen. And I just that's intrusive. When Mr. Clean is feeling up your mum while you're watching Gilligan's Island, that's intrusive. <laughs> I know the ads you're talking about, which is what's funny there. Whitey, whitey. The, the, the internet has made us whitey. Yes, I want it all. I want it free, and I don't want ads. <laughs> I don't want okay. Mr. Clean feeling up my mom either. That makes me <laughs> feel weird. All right. Are you worried he's your dad, Jim? Are you worried? <laughs> all right. Um, we've got a little. We've got one more story to cover. <laughs> What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Uh, we just wanted to uh, touch in something we, we brought up before the show, um, but didn't actually get to. New CFO. Over oh, yeah, yet? Like we, we circle back to the beginning now. <laughs> well, um, go for it. You're leaving this on me? I don't have the article open. Okay. <laughs> One sec. Okay. Let me Google this for you. <laughs> Well, according to Google, um, Yahoo gives new CFO big raise to leave old job. This is from the Yahoo News blog, incidentally, as seen on Google. you got to love this world. Um, Ken Goldman will become Yahoo's CFO starting next month, um, starting with an annual salary of uh, 600 large and a bonus structure that could leave him uh, $540,000 richer after getting restricted stock op- uh, stock and options valued at around $12 million. You know what? Maybe, maybe there was something to this whole Yahoo thing after all. Um, so Ken Goldman, who, has, uh, who, was, who is and will soon be was CFO of Fortinet Incorporated, a security software uh, maker based in Sunnyvale, where, where, where Yahoo is, um, he's... Ditching Fortinet, moving over to uh, Yahoo, and uh, Tim Moore is out. Tim Moore's gone. Yeah, it, uh, and and there, there was an interesting um, sort of article about it over on the Toronto Sun, um, which thank you you sent over. Um, one of the interesting things that I found that I think is going to tell us and and all of our listeners too, um, you know, more about the future. One of the 
sort of thoughts behind it, not confirmed from Yahoo, but one of the thoughts behind it is this may have been due to some conflict uh, between Marissa and Tim. Now, I mean, not, you know, not personal conflict, but just, you know, disagreements on, on the direction um, that the company is taking. You look at Tim, who's done effectively, get, he's CFO, so he's not Yahoo or can't control it. He just needs to make sure they remain solvent. Um, he's done a pretty decent job of keeping costs down without completely slaughtering. I mean, we watched all the layoffs, right? And I mean, they managed to actually maintain fairly decently their infrastructure in light of the massive numbers of layoffs that they had to do. So he did a pretty decent job. But what's pretty clear from that is his mindset is, and, and every good CFO, I guess, is probably a little bit like this, just like accountants is, keep it. I've got this money. Keep it. Um, what became really clear from the Alibaba deal and what's happening with that money, i.e. paying a lot of it back to shareholders, um, is that Marissa's taking a different approach on this thing, appeasing shareholders um, and willing to take some losses to make long-term gains, like looking well, at this more as a long-term process. Indeed. And on that, it's worth noting that Tim Morse uh, took over after Carol Bartz uh, departed as, as CEO. He was the interim CEO, but he was Carol Bartz's guy. You know, he was working to make her vision move forward. And, uh, you know, Marissa Mayer has come in. She's uh, uh, clearly charting a newish, a new path for for Yahoo to follow. I mean, hell, she's the first CEO in uh, since since before since Jerry Yang or before Jerry Yang, who's actually charted and, and stated this is where we're going. Um, maybe you know, Tim Morse, he carried on with Carol Bartz's stuff while he was interim CEO, which was his role. You know, don't shake the ship if you're not really the leader. Mm-hmm. But now it's time for him to move. Time for him to go on. And I'm actually, speaking of, it's time to move on and all that sort of stuff. Dude, you're about to go enjoy Vegas. And I am off the air. Um, friends, we're going over time. We have a newscast coming up in just a couple of seconds. So, Dave, I'm sorry. I can't stand on ceremony here. We just got to go. Thank you so much for the show. Um, friends, this is Jim Hedge from Digital Always Media. Dave, Dave from Beanstalk, CEO. Listen to Webcology on the 27th of September. Uh, stay tuned. Incredible stuff coming up on webmasterradio.fm. This has been a presentation of webmasterradio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program as well as our complete library of programs on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.